Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, I ran for office. I lost three times. That's a lot of losing when you run for office. Write a whole book about failing and losing and getting your ass back up and dusting off and kind of learning from it. But what happened in Chicago last night where the current mayor, Lori Lightfoot, got the boot right to the caboose. Uh, She lost in the primary. There's going to be a runoff now. There's going to be a runoff between the top two contenders. She failed to take into account the most important lesson in politics, which you should never forget if you're a citizen, an activist, or someone planning to running for office. That is all, all politics are local. All politics are local. You can talk all the smack you want about any national issue you'd like. China, Ukraine, Medicare, Social Security, regulations, green energy, ESG. The minute it kicks someone in the nuts at their own kitchen table, you will find out right quick that your political career is going to be the one taking a kick. All politics are local. And Lori Lightfoot forgot about the most local issue possible. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. You know the Biden in- infrastructure bill that Congress passed some time ago? Do you know this? Here's something I bet you didn't know about it. In a few years, every car might be required to come with a safety device that passively monitors you for impaired driving. Listen, man, I don't like the government spying on me. If I'm not doing anything wrong, it's none of the government's business what's going on. Big government wants to control every part of your life and clamp down on your digital freedom. There is no more freedom anymore. Unless you're using ExpressVPN online, I use it to protect my network from being monitored. See, your internet provider, they keep logs of your internet activity. This includes the sites you visit and how much time you spend on them. ExpressVPN shields your internet activity by rerouting all your network data through their secure encrypted servers. And ExpressVPN, their kill switch, actually protects you. If your VPN connection ever drops, network data is immediately stopped from entering or leaving your device to keep your privacy from being compromised. It's a kill switch you control. All it takes is one easy tap of a button for ExpressVPN to secure all your devices. Take back your privacy today and your freedom at expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months free. It's a great deal. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. All right, Joseph, let's go. It is showtime, Daniel. And it's not for Lightfoot. It is for us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lightweight out in Chicago, got the boot, the big boot in the caboose. See you later. Uh, she forgot that all politics are local. And as I said to you before, uh, our brief interlude there, the most local issue possible, folks, is crime. How many times do I have to tell this story about my experience in New York City? I don't want to even wear you. We've heard it so many times, but I lived through the New York City crime wave. New York City, where Democrats outnumbered Republicans at the time in the 80s, between six and eight to one. It may have been higher, but I'll be generous. Let's say it was six to one, right? There was almost no chance of any kind of Republican winning. We had nearly 3,000 homicides in New York City in one year. All of a sudden, Rudy Rudy Giuliani runs. He loses. He loses by a sliver, and everybody goes, forget it. City's over. It's finished. This is why I never give up on the United States. Of course, there were 3,000 more, then 2,000 and 3,000. The homicide rate went crazy. Eventually, people saw their own neighbors dead, and then their own kids getting robbed. And all of a sudden... You had a renaissance of two terms of Mayor Giuliani, who won re-election by, I think it was 14 to 18 points. Lori Lightfoot, she forgot the most valuable lesson in the world. All politics are local. Which makes my point again, when you're ready to give up, because you think, gosh, we need a national divorce. 
liberals are really stupid. I'm ready to give up on the United States. Don't do it. We were ready to give up in 1984, Ronald Reagan too. He won re-election, he won 49 states. The comeback is about to happen. You got to be optimistic. You got to be. What other alternative do we have? Having said that, yesterday's show generated a lot of buzz. We asked the question about a national divorce, and we answered the question about what a national divorce would look like. I came to the conclusion, as I will again today, that it's a really, really bad idea. You can listen to yesterday's show for all the details as to why I make my case. I fairly give the pros to a national divorce, the cons to a national divorce, and I let you, the educated listener, which you are, you make your own uh, decisions. I gave you my opinion. That doesn't mean it's gospel. I think it's a really bad idea. However, I understand why a lot of people feel that way. Why they feel the need to escape the, 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 the almost vacuum-sucking-like grasp of liberal stupidity we have to live with every day. So I thought the perfect correlate to yesterday's show would be a show about liberals being really dumb. Because they are. Some guy uh, tweeted to me yesterday, Dan, how do you expect me to ever watch your show? I'm a liberal telling me you're dumb all the time. I don't. I don't care if you watch my show. I don't know why you think I care. I, I don't care one bit. I'm trying to expose you, not court you. Well, where, where, did, did you not get that? People want a national divorce because they can't believe we have to live with genuinely stupid people. So I feel like, and you probably feel like as well, that I should lay out the case, the evidence that these people really are either dopey or liars. Now, for the sake of this show, I'm not talking about the communist socialist uh, tacticians in the liberal party who aren't stupid. They're very smart. What they're doing is deliberate. I'm talking about the useful idiot liberal lemmings that follow along with them. Here's an, a video. It's Listen, this is long for the show. It's about two minutes. We usually try to keep it to a minute 30 or less for obvious reasons. But it's worth your time. Dr. Marty Macari, who was good on COVID, uh, really good on COVID. You've probably seen him on Fox. He's been on my Fox show quite a bit. He was up on Capitol Hill yesterday. Again, he's an actual medical doctor at Johns Hopkins. Very smart guy. I know Marty well. And Marty's up on Capitol Hill. And he's like, you know, you public health guys. How did you manage to get just about every single thing wrong? And despite that, it matters not. Don't be liberals who we have to are forced to live with. I understand why you want a national divorce. Still put their faith in these morons with their money, higher taxes and everything else, despite getting nearly everything wrong on COVID. This is the most important two minutes on COVID you're going to hear. Take a listen. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the, the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters 
in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never-vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months, when they had data for years on all 50 states. Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Thank you. Probably the most important two minutes on COVID you're ever going to hear answers the question pretty simply. Why would large swaths of America want a national divorce? Because they want to get away from the imbeciles. The imbeciles that may have cost them long-term, may have cost them their health. The one thing you can't get back when the damage is done. From either the vaccine or from other things they were lied to about. By the so-called scientists and liberal media idiots. Folks, why do people want a national divorce? They don't want to live with stupid people anymore. And the king of the stupids is the rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House, who just unbelievably continues to shamelessly lie to a class of Borg-like Star Trek useful idiots who believe everything this moron says, despite the fact you have an internet out there, you could go to and easily access the fact that this man is a liar. Here he is yesterday. He can't even, he doesn't even know the difference between billions and trillions anymore because he's a rotting bag of oatmeal with a, a, a brain that doesn't even function correctly anymore. Here he is ridiculously claiming that he reduced the debt. He means 1.7 trillion, even though he doesn't even get that right. He says billion, which he's totally making up. Take a listen. In two years, I reduced the debt 1.7 billion dollars. $1.7 billion. Oh. It, one, it's trillion. Again, the guy is just so ridiculously cognitively impaired. But it's not just that. Even apologizing for him, which I shouldn't do because he doesn't know billions versus trillions anymore. He's lying. He is making this whole thing up. Folks, they have a statistics site. If you ever want a completely non-political site, that just does statistics, go to Statista. So here's the debt of the United States over the last few years. Now, Biden just said he reduced it by $1.7 billion, although he meant trillion. Okay. So, Joe, you have the abacus, Jay's abacus out. Remember Jay's abacus? Can you grab that? If you, yeah, let me go get that bad boy. Let me see. I just want you to, because I'm going to need some, this is complicated math. So in 2020, our debt is $26.9 trillion. In 2021, our debt is $28.4 trillion. And in 2022, the last year we have full data, 
It's $30.9 trillion. Now, Joe, flipping around that abacus, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. It's a yes or no. Yeah. I, I, if you need a minute to move it around and move the numbers, I understand. Is $30.9 trillion, which is our debt this year, greater than or less than $28.4 trillion? <sighs> I know you're struggling, man. That's a That's lot That's why of Jay's abacus. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. It's greater, Move dude. Around. It's, it's greater. greater. Okay. It's greater. He's double thing. checking on a calculator. He confirms. My it checks out, which is weird because it looks like our national debt actually went up dramatically under Biden, despite him again just saying it went down by $1.7 <laughs> Now, to all the people out there, where did he get that? The same place he gets every single bold things he met. The, the lie factory in his cerebral cortex. <laughs> the guy is a freaking liar. He's always been a fraud and a liar. Folks, he has always been a fraud and a liar. His entire life, he is a scam artist. He is nothing more than a three-card Monty 1980s Times Square fraudster. That's what he is. He has always been that person. The man has zero character at all. But that's not the point now. The point isn't about specifically Biden. It's about why we want a national divorce, even though I think it's a bad idea. I'm telling you, I get it. I understand. Because people don't want to live with idiots. Here is a guy who hilariously had a show called Reliable Sources. You want to talk about, again, the monarch of idiots in the media, a guy who no longer has a job because he was even too dumb for CNN. This is one of the single dumbest human beings outside of Joy Reid to ever get a show on television, Brian Stelter. Because he's desperate to keep his face anywhere in the media now, because he lost him, he got humiliated by losing a job. How do you think of how bad you have to be to lose a job at CNN? Don Lemon still has a job at CNN. And this idiot got fired. <laughs> Here's Brian Stelter. He's on a podcast. Again, just making things up and useful idiot libs will be like, <laughs> yeah, man. Because they're morons suggesting that they never directly said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Oh, really? Here, take a look. A lot of the lies that happen now about what happened in 2020 go like this. They say, all these assholes, they all called it disinformation. That's not true. A lot of us just wondered. We said out loud, could this be? Right. We said we said things like some former U.S. officials think it might be. And it was always cushioned. and It was not always. It was often um, cushioned that way. And now, in retrospect, two years later, three years later, people like partisans like to pretend that it was labeled disinformation, which it wasn't. CNN reported on Friday that U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Huh. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. A foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. Partisans like to pretend that it was labeled disinformation, which it wasn't. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian, Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Partisans like to pretend that it was labeled disinformation, which it wasn't. Again, I don't support a formal national divorce. But believe me, I get it. 
I totally get why you would want to divorce yourself from the imbecile class. Again, it's not that Brian Stelter is dumb. That's the point of this. I mean, that's not breaking. You're not going to waste your time on my show for that. The point is there is a large portion of liberal America. I'm talking about tens of millions of people who still, despite the ease and ability of just going to your phone or computer and researching any of this yourself, believes all of this. Biden reduced the debt. They never called it Russian disinformation. That the Wuhan coronavirus lab didn't leak the Wuhan coronavirus into Wuhan despite the Chinese Communist Party trying to cover it up and deleting gene sequences from a database that would indicate it's true. They still, they can't accept the obvious because we're living with imbeciles. Now, their latest line of attack, because they're, they're, they're embarrassed and humiliated. I'm talking about the voting liberals, not the tacticians in the liberal side who, who don't really care about lying at all. They care about hierarchy. Their latest line of attack about the Department of Energy leak, leak about the COVID lab leak being the most likely explanation, which is fairly obvious if you're not an imbecile, which is, you know, you and the audience are the smart people. Their latest line of attack is, well, what does the Department of Energy know? What is it? The, which is really weird because, they, again, this is where I, I fail to understand liberals, whereas I question government authority all the time. Matter of fact, I questioned, you guys remember on Monday, wasn't that long ago. I even questioned the timing of the leak from the Department of Energy. So I'm skeptical, inherently skeptical of everything from collected organized power because it tends to be abused. Lord Acton was right. Not liberals, right? Liberals are only skeptical of government when it suits their narrative du jour. So now liberals that have their lips surgically attached to the ass, sewn to the ass of big government, now that the Department of Energy, which is part of the big government they kiss the ass of, has said, hey, this was probably a lab leak. All of a sudden, they don't trust the Department of Energy, which is weird because as Jim Garrity notes in National Review, uh, they have a branch that specializes in weapons of mass destruction and biological weapons such as viruses. I mean, what would they know about a virus lab potentially used as a bioweapon? I don't know. They specialize in bioweapons labs. But don't worry. Don't worry. They tell you they love big government, except when big government tells them something, they're not happy because they're morons. Okay? This is, again, one of the knights of the round table of stupid, along with Brian Stelter and their commander, Joe Biden, the commander-in-chief of the imbecile army. Here is one of their scions, the Mount Olympus, Greek gods of stupid, Stephen Colbert. Here's Colbert. He has a nightly show, which is uh, an embarrassing mess of stupidity. Remember the dance he did with the vaccine people? You keep vaxxing yourself up, Colbert. You go right ahead. Here he is. Again, this guy is a comedian and not even a good one. Claims to love big government. Again, questioning why the Department of Energy would come to this conclusion and hilariously telling them to stay in their lane. This is great. Uh, the Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're, if you're some, can we get some civet fingers, please? 
Now, if, like me, you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. No, no. <laughs> Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. The guy's a comedian at a failing late night show who routinely gets his ass kicked by Gutfeld on cable, despite not even being on regular network, you know, bunny years TV. Now do you see why people want a national divorce? Here's another, I've never heard of this guy before. He has Hassan Minaj. He apparently has a show on, and I'm not trying to be like that Mariah Carey. I haven't heard. Remember Mariah Carey with the the, the JLo meme? I don't know her. (laughs) I really don't know. It's not an insult to the guy. I'm sure he's very popular in his, in his group. Probably doesn't know me either, but this again, you have to understand, this is where liberals get their news. Colbert, reliable sources, Stelter, and the goon in the white house, Joe Biden with a history of lying. And then you wonder why people want a divorce from them. Here he is again. They love government, except when it's the Department of Energy telling them something they don't like. Check this out. How can you conclude something with low confidence? <laughs> That's not a conclusion. I think the word you're looking for is guess. <laughs> By the way, conclusion with low confidence is such a f- boy move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're dating someone and they go, babe. What are we? And you're like, Sarah, I can tell you for sure. I don't know. Which is fascinating because the natural zoonotic origin theory, sane people have no confidence in at all. But again, that would require you to use reason. Low confidence versus no confidence. Reason and evidence. There's a Wuhan coronavirus lab right near where the Wuhan coronavirus came from. These idiots are incapable, incapable of that. And the audience laughs. <laughs> now you see why people want a national divorce from these morons? I don't agree with it, but I get it. Oh, I got more. I'm going to tell you what inspired me to talk about this today. A story that made me laugh yesterday. Happened right before I got on yesterday's radio show. First, uh, LifeLock. I have LifeLock for my entire family. Protect your identity. I had my identity stolen. It was awful. If you've ever landed on a website that wasn't secure, didn't seem legitimate because of spelling errors, unfamiliar colors or fonts, or just gave you a bad feeling, it may be part of what they call a farming attack. This tactic involves cyber thieves installing malicious code on your computer, forces you to bogus websites where they can steal your personal information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It affected mine. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name or crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help you protect yourself with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. It starts here. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. It's a big savings at lifelock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Don't wait. Had my identity stolen. It was awful. Took me about six months to clean it up. Lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Okay. So this is what inspired me to talk about this because I was talking about this national divorce story yesterday. Again, I encourage you to listen to it if you missed it. 
And these two stories popped at the same time doing my show prep for the next, I'm always doing show prep. The show prep for tomorrow starts after this show today, just because I like doing it. I saw the story in National Review by Carolyn Downey. Nicole Hannah-Jones, you know who she is? She is the uh, debunked, discredited, uh, basically scammer who pushes this uh, ridiculous 1619 project, a historical abomination somehow suggesting the United States existed to protect slavery, which is, it's, I mean, it's so ahistorical that reading it makes you dumber. So Nicole Hannah-Jones, who was a spoiled grifter who has profited handsomely off the lie based on the 1619 Project, she got into a back and forth on Twitter disputing American exceptionalism with a woman who survived Mao's cultural revolution. I kind of think I'd defer to her judgment survived like death and body bags in Mao's communist China, the cultural revolution experiment. I think she has the right to comment about American exceptionalism, don't you? Nicole Hannah-Jones, and she is a hero on the, oh, anywhere she goes, fetid, red carpets are out, palm fronds. They love her. Here was another one that got me thinking about this. This is this, shockingly, folks. This stuff is real. There's this woman, woman Sharice Trump. She has no relationship to Donald Trump at all. By the way, stories are in the newsletter today. Bongino.com/newsletter if you want to laugh. So her last name is Trump. Zero relationship to Donald Trump. Trinity University. They need her to get some security because she's an elevated risk. Does this not speak? to the class of imbeciles we live with in this country and explain almost in total why a significant swath of America wants to divorce themselves from the moron class we live with now? Can you imagine walking into an event and someone there has the last name Sanders? Oh, like Sarah Sanders or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden you lose your mind because she shares the same last name as Bernie Sanders. Do you, can you... Can you fathom and grasp the level of phantom zone stupid you need to have to have to have to, to, to do this and to say this? This is who we're living with. Here's another one. Again, just like Nicole Hannah-Jones, a woman adored by the left, despite the fact that she runs a teacher's union that is the single most destructive force to young minds in modern American history. She runs an organization absolutely committed to destroying a generation of minority use potential to get an education and opportunity in the greatest country on earth. This woman has done more damage to American prosperity, arguably, than anyone alive today. Her name is Randy Weingarten. She is a crazed lunatic. Here she is up in front of the Supreme Court, screaming like a wild person about how the government should tax Johnny to pay for Mary's student loans. And she, she makes possibly the dumbest point ever. Take a listen, I'll explain. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting and we helped them and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting. And we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about 
That is not right. That is not fair. And that is what we are fighting as well when we say cancel student debt. Joe, he's afraid. He's afraid like people are slowly dying off from the cringe in this show, listening to all these idiots. Folks, I can't do a show about a national divorce without explaining, if I disagree with it, without explaining why and explaining why. I get it. I totally get it. One, this woman is a raving lunatic. She is a crazy person. She is committed to making sure black and Hispanic families have zero opportunity in education. She will, that is a cross she will die on, punishing your family. She seems to have forgotten. Her analogy as to why I and you should pay off your neighbor's student loans despite you having to pay off your own student loans too. Her logic is that the government shut down businesses during COVID and one of the dumbest economic moves in human history during the lockdowns. So therefore, because the government bailed out businesses, they unethically and immorally shut down that I should have to pay Johnny's student loans. If you're scratching your head, like that appears like a non sequitur. That's because it is. Didn't get that. No. Now, if now, I'll, see, if the government had during COVID kicked people out of colleges and told them, go home, you have to reapply later. And then they lost all their tuition money and their credits. Then maybe I'd say, okay, the same stupid, screwed up government should probably compensate people for the mistake. But that's not what happened. But it doesn't matter. This raving wild woman, this absolute lunatic is still worshipped as a scion of the left. Despite her screwing your kids over and lying to you in front of millions of people making a correlation between two completely separate programs which share absolutely nothing in common. It doesn't matter. The left loves it. It doesn't matter. By the way, remember when we told you months ago, Biden's talking point about those 9,000 unused oil leases by the oil companies? They're not using the leases we get to them. And we told you that was a lie. You're not wasting your time, folks. Again. February 27, 2023, Biden administration quietly admits White House's 9,000 unused oil permits talking point is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's so easy. You're like, seriously, three to six months ahead of the news cycle every time. Let me get to my next sponsor, but folks, he did it again, Biden. He did it again. This stolen merit stolen civil rights valor thing he does. If, if he's accurate and we haven't lost you yet because of the cringe, we may lose you during the next segment because the cringe in this one, it is thick, man. It is thick. This is like the steel on an armored car thick. Let me get to this first. One of my favorite sponsors, Liquid IV. Here's a stick of Liquid IV here. It's a category winning hydration brand. I use religiously in their, religiously in their hydration multiplier. Is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Folks, you're probably dehydrated and you don't know it. And just one stick right here, you get five essential vitamins. Use it first thing in the morning. Rip off the top, pour it in water, shake it, and use it before a workout, after a long night out, if you know what I mean, and on long uh, flights. It makes an enormous difference. I live in Florida. It's hot. It's even hot in January, February, and March. I go through three or four of these a day. It keeps me hydrated. You just feel different when you're hydrated. 
One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water contains five essential vitamins, B vitamins, vitamin C. Liquid IV has three times the electrolytes of those traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO. It's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And it tastes darn good too. Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 36 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. This is a really solid company. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk today at Costco or you can get 20% off. It's a big savings when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order. When you shop for better hydration today, use promo code Bongino at liquidiv.com. Get hydrated. It makes a huge difference in your life. You probably don't even know. So check it out, liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino. So one of the most, again, if we haven't lost you yet for cringe, I'm hoping you're with us. Stick it out. Stick it out, folks. We can get through this together. Biden's obviously the cringiest president we ever had in the White House, but it's not just the cringe factor. It's that the man is, again, is an un- unrepentant liar. Now, one of the reasons we like to do deeper dives, that liberals uh, are in love with the idea of identity politics, is because liberals know they can never get you to vote for them because everything they tell you is a lie. Randy Weingarten makes you believe she's in it for the kids. Joe Biden makes you believe he cut the debt. Brian Stelter makes you believe they never called the laptop Russian disinformation. I mean, nothing liberals tell you is true. So you're probably asking yourself, and you should, as a tactician yourself, well, how is it, Dan, that we lose national elections and we continue to lose seats in swing states? Fair enough. Because I'll tell you this, liberals are very good at one thing. They're good at distractions. And the distraction to them is they never get you to vote for what they believe in. They get you to vote against the other guy. And one of the ways they do that is by constantly using race as a distraction. The fact that race relations in the United States were getting better before Barack Obama and Joe Biden is irrelevant for them. The division is the purpose because it keeps you occupied and busy. It's the biggest look shiny red object of all time. Race, race, race. And it keeps black, Hispanic, America and people suffering in mountainous regions of the United States who are white and every other color, it keeps them from thinking, hey, is the problem in my life government? It appears it is. Because they're focused on division and identity politics. Biden loves this. In order to gain that gravitas, that DC buzz term, that he's somehow some, you know, again, Greek god of civil rights activism, he continues to lie about his past. And the fact that no one on the left, it's no one of significance on the left, has called him out loudly and boldly and demanded that he stop claiming he was a civil rights activist speaks to, again, the lemmings and useful idiots that they are. Here he is again, just the other day, claiming for the umpteenth thousand time falsely that he's a civil rights activist. Check this out. You know, uh, I know most of those songs for simple reasons, as my buddy from Delaware can tell you. When you're involved in the civil rights movement as a kid in high school, I used to go down to the black church. I go to 7.30 mass. I'm a practicing Catholic. Then I go to 10 o'clock. And then we sit and plan what we're going to do in terms of decent. You think I'm joking. I'm not. Okay. What's the tell, Joe? Obviously. You think I'm joking. You think, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You think I'm joking. Whenever Joe Biden says not a joke or you think I'm joking, it is absolutely a lie. Bet your right arm on it. Saw it off with a chainsaw if you're wrong. This dude is 100% lying. Folks, that story is fake. He does it to give himself credibility in the black and Hispanic and minority community so he can use race to distract you from all of his lies and failures that are screwing you in the black and Hispanic community over. You. You're getting screwed worse than anyone. Fox News from just yesterday. 
Biden's flame for lying again that he attended a black church and fought segregation during his youth. All debunked lies. Folks, he's already said this. He claimed he used to help organize anti-segregation protests at this Baptist church in Delaware. So Fox One interviewed longtime congregants of the church who told the Free Beacon they didn't recall Biden attending the church. He's making this story up. Now, I have evidence, however, about Biden's history with civil rights. As an anti-civil rights activist, anti-civil rights, really? You have evidence of that? You ever see this picture? It's a real picture. He was a civil rights activist. There's Joe Biden. There's former Ku Klux Klansman, Senator Robert Byrd. It's a buddy right there. Look at that. There's your civil rights icon right there. Wow, it's, it's, it's just a little slip of the tongue, Dan. He's just, you know, said he was a civil rights activist. Maybe he didn't mean it. Really? Here's Biden at a church. What, just last year, not that long ago, claiming again that he is a civil rights activist, despite the fact that he is an anti-civil rights activist. Check this out. I have two political heroes my entire life when I started off as a 20 two-year-old kid in the east side of the civil rights movement. All right, maybe that was a mistake. I mean, I don't know where Guy found that. Maybe it's just another slip of the tongue. Oh, Guy's saying he did it again? Did he? Oh, he did. He did it. Oh, this, Guy says he has something from Georgia. This is a different one. Here's Biden again, falsely claiming somehow he was a civil rights activist for suckers who believe him. Check this out. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds. Because I'm so damn old, I was there as well. (laughs) Hey, you think I'm kidding, man. (laughs) Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested anyway. He was not arrested. Of course, what's to tell? What's to tell, Joe? You think I'm kidding? When he says you think I'm kidding? I'm kidding. It's an absolute lie. You can saw your right or bet your right arm. He is lying. Now, how do I know he's lying? Because he told us years ago that he's a b- artist. When people started to call him out on his ridiculous claims that despite campaigning with a Ku Klux Klansman and being on video, I should have played it, talking about my slate was a slave state, the guy's an anti-civil rights activist. He got called out on this decades ago. It doesn't matter. He continues to lie. Here, listen to yourself. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. That was from the Trump team in the last election. Mm-hmm. Folks, what, what else do you need to hear? Why does large swaths of America want a national divorce from the imbecile class because they're tired of it. They're not just tired of being lied to by swampy Republicans and Democrats. They're tired of living with people who buy nonsense like this, that the Ku Klux Klan campaign guy is somehow a major civil rights activist, despite him saying he's not and he wasn't. By the way, he said something really weird yesterday, really weird. Maybe one of the weirdest things he's ever said. It involves whispering and smelling and breathing again. It was strange. I got that. And then Christopher Ray, an interview with Brett Baer yesterday, 
Bear put him in a corner on this one question, and Ray, I'll get to it. It's, it involves the first one. Ray knows he's in trouble. Stay tuned. Our last sponsor, our friends at Field of Greens. I've been with Field of Greens and Brick House for a long time. They were actually my original sponsor. This is an empty container of Field of Greens. Why? Because I've already used it, so I need some more. This is a wild berry flavor. Folks, a lot of this stuff, you know, you see a lot of junk science out there. But however, you know, real science and established science is the fact that healthy, wholesome, fresh fruits and vegetables full of the colors and the macronutrients and the micronutrients in there, that they will lead to very, very, a very healthy lifestyle for you. You know that. However, why do people not do it then? They don't do it because it's a pain. I get it. I'm not really a good cook. You got to go shopping for vegetables or perishable. This is your fruit and vegetable insurance. It tastes delicious. It's amazing. It is ground up, real, healthsome, healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables, ground up into a powder. You put a scoop in your favorite beverage, a protein shake, doesn't matter. It tastes delicious. Wild berry, I like it. He likes the lemon lime. It's called Field of Greens. It's a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables you won't find in any other product. We all know the incredible long-term health benefits. This is some quick fix. These are long-term health benefits of good, solid, proper nutrition. This is your insurance right here. But your best proof will be at your next checkup when I bet your doctor says, hey, what you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let's get you started today. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com, pick up Field of Greens. They have original flavor, wild berry, lemon lime. If you like ghee more than me, get the lemon lime. If you like me more than ghee, get the wild berry. Let's get you started with 15% off. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and use promo code Dan. Again, pick up Field of Greens, the website, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, promo code Dan. Pick it up today. Don't wait. Your health matters. Take care of it. Believe me, you lose that. You got nothing left. All right, I just want to get to this quick. I don't want to waste a lot of time on it, but uh, Biden said a lot of weird things. We know that. But this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard about some nurse who breathes on him and whispers in his ear. Folks, the man is seriously cognitively compromised. This is just bananas. Check this out. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. <laughs> now we definitely lost. There's no one left on Ooh. the live stream. Nobody. There's nobody. We're losing people by the time. That's it. They're all good. She used to do things she didn't learn in medical school. Joe, you may want to, you may want to keep that to yourself there, daddy I, I don't know with. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, And this is from the sniffer, so keep that in mind. I just thought I'd throw that in to show you again how cognitively compromised this guy is. By the way, one of the symptoms of uh, cognitive disorders that involve dementia, frontal lobe deficits, is you lose your short-term memory first. Your long-term memory is the last thing to go. So it makes sense. This guy remembers vivid details of things that happened to him early in his life, but remembers almost nothing from yesterday, like the difference between billions and trillions. Okay, uh, so Brett Baer interviewed disgraced uh, hack FBI director Christopher Ray, a humiliating human being, to say the, say the least. Um, Christopher Ray, probably worse than Jim Comey. Now, we know that the FBI colluded via the San Francisco field office and Agent Elvis Chan with Twitter to suppress accounts on Twitter. Now, if you're saying to yourself, last time I checked, fellas, the FBI is a branch of the U.S. government, correct? Can you guys fact check that? Yeah. That is a, I'm getting a head nod from both of them. Uh, that sounds like a violation of the First Amendment. Now, we know that through the Twitter files, Matt Taibbi exposed it through internal Twitter emails, 
that they were getting pressure from the FBI to knock accounts off Twitter, which if it sounds like a First Amendment violation, it is. Now, I want you to keep in mind, Brett Baer asked Christopher, Christopher Ray this question. Hey, were you guys pressuring Twitter? I want you to keep in mind, because watch this disgrace of a human being, Ray, who just does a magic dance around the whole thing and never actually answers the question. I want you to keep in mind that the accounts in question that the FBI guys suggested they take off Twitter were not, in fact, Russian bot accounts, but were domestic. And Ray knows that. Keep that in mind as you hear his answer to the question. Check this out. Let's talk about the FBI and what you told big tech or some agents did about the authenticity and providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. What about that from an FBI perspective? The FBI does not and is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. Understood. So we don't tell social media companies to censor anything. Well, or the Twitter file suggests something different. I mean, there was an FBI request numerous times. Um, Taibbi puts it out. FBI San Francisco request to ban certain accounts. Uh, Twitter personnel in this case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts that the FBI wanted to ban or, or suspend. Um, was Is it appropriate to flag social media accounts for on Twitter or elsewhere due to politics or uh, government policies when it comes to COVID? Uh, is it appropriate in any way? You're saying it doesn't happen, but there's evidence that it had. We don't tell social media companies to ban accounts. But you suggest. Well, what we do is tell social media companies about information that we have about foreign disinformation campaigns by foreign actors, by foreign intelligence services. And those companies then make decisions about what, if anything, they want to do about it. Folks, this guy is such a disgusting liar. He is such a disgusting liar. He is so corrupt and pathetic. You're, you're, dude, you're caught. We have your guy, your FBI agent, emailing Twitter, demanding or suggesting by gun and badge in the FBI that these accounts be wiped out. They were not Russian disinformation accounts. He's just lying. Again, it doesn't matter, useful idiots on the left, who we need a national divorce from, according to some, will suck it right up because they love organized authority when it benefits them. But the man is lying, and I want to just throw this out there. The reason I inserted this clip, you have a presidential primary heating up. It's widely assumed DeSantis is going to get in, Haley's in, Vivek, Donald Trump. The next president should commit to day one swearing in. The first thing they have to do is fire this imbecile. This guy is a disgrace to federal law enforcement. You are caught. You lied. Just admit it and move on. A couple other things I want to get to, news stories. There were some revelations yesterday. Biden is now going to run, uh, which is really kind of, I, I think, unprecedented on this scale since maybe Walter Mondale. Biden's planning on running for re-election on dramatic tax hikes in the economy, which is a strange platform. I don't know if you remember, Joe, Mondale ran on that. And Mondale lost 49 out of 50 states because people generally don't like to flush their money down the toilet by giving it to government thieves. But Biden's going to run on this now. Nah, no, he's not. Damn, what evidence do you have of that? Well, Biden himself, take a listen. I want to make it clear. I'm going to raise some taxes. Well, there you go. You don't have to listen to me. You have to listen to Biden. Now, I like to pre-bunk stuff, give you a little ammunition for the left, because one of the talking points they've used forever Joe, remember this one? I mean, Joe, yeah, Joe's been with me the longest. We've been doing this eight years. 
We, they've been using this talking point forever. Now, again, the fact that it's false doesn't matter. Again, we live with imbeciles. It doesn't make a difference. They'll keep saying it. However, I will give you the ammunition to debunk the silly talking point. I'm telling you they're going to use. Mark the date. We haven't flagged something in a while, Joe. Flag it. Wednesday, March 1st, 849, if you okay. want. Okay, flag it. Thank you. Watch. The minute this argument starts to get steam, Biden, we need higher taxes. The left's going to say, listen, the United States has prospered in the past with much higher tax rates. They did. That's great because this is in the newsletter. I'd encourage you to check it out. Debunking the myth that the U.S. once prospered despite extremely high taxes. They say they, they trot this argument out all the time. They say the tax rate, man, used to be 91%. You know, in the 50s and 60s, we were motoring, man. Things were going great. Now, they're not wrong. That was a tax rate. It was 91%. The economy did do pretty good. Coming out of the World War, it did all right. Here's what they don't tell you. Quote, the top income tax rate in 1962 was 91%. However, after deductions and credits, only 447 tax filers out of 71 million people paid any taxes at the top rate. The top 1% of income earners on average paid 16% of their income in federal and payroll taxes, while the top 10% paid 14.4% and the bottom 50 paid 7%. So when your dopey liberal friends you're eager to nationally divorce from tell you, they did a whole bunch of good and higher taxes, you can tell them really because nobody actually paid that. You're aware of that, correct? Only 447 people actually paid that rate out of 700 million. The average tax rate was actually 16%. Don't let facts get in the way of your stupidity. Just a couple of quick economic points, too. And I want to get to one more uh, quick thing about Christopher Ray and that FBI interview. Folks, global inflation is picking up again. Please do not think we're out of the woods. We are not. They printed trillions of dollars that as the economy starts to move, productivity hopefully starts to pick up. This money is going to, the velocity of it's going to pick up and you are going to see it filter into the economy. Please do not think we have conquered the inflation beast. We have not. The United Kingdom, as you can see in this Reuters report, just saw a massive spike of 17% in the groceries. Spain just saw a huge hike. We're seeing an uptick here. Please don't think for a second we're done with this. Second, please read this article in my newsletter today from Semaphore. Finally, and I applaud some of the some of the people on both sides of the aisle are finally starting to address the social security nightmare we're looking at. I don't know if this show had anything to do with it, but we've been sounding the alarm that you're looking at a 20% benefit cut in 10 years. That's just a fact. They don't fix this now. Everyone's in trouble. So apparently a bipartisan group are getting together saying, hey, we better fix this thing now. Finally, on the economic front, folks, we've taken out so much debt, as I showed you in the beginning of the show with the Statista data on our growing national debt. It's now $31 trillion. We have to pay interest on that to people who bought bonds, U.S.-denominated instruments, Treasury-denominated instruments. Folks, the interest on our national debt is going to exceed our defense spending in this decade, the decade the CBO says. We are going to be spending more money on money we borrowed than we are to defend the country. Do you understand the real red menace is our debt right now? It's just simple math, folks. Here's another piece from that Christopher Ray interview and an important one. One of the things we've been eager to get an answer on is, remember the January 6th bomber 
bomber planted the pipe bombs at the Republican national headquarters and Democrat national headquarters. You don't hear a lot about that. Kind of weird because supposedly it was an insurrection, right? There were bombs involved. Oh my God. Why don't we hear about this every day? Well, the reason you don't hear about it is because the FBI doesn't want you to hear about it. So Brett Baer asked Christopher Ray about it. And again, he magically has a dipsy-doo, flipperoo, circuitous answer, manages to do a Pete Buttigieg, saying a whole lot, saying nothing at all. Check this out. Ford Fisher tweets, what I'd really like to ask the FBI director, on January 5th, 2021, a still unidentified person planted pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC, which diverted law enforcement um, attention and resources on January 6th. With hundreds of other January 6th defendants arrested over two years, how has the bomber still not been caught? Does the FBI director feel confidently that they will come someday be brought to justice? Well, I will say that I have enormous confidence in the team, the dedicated team that is focused exclusively on that investigation. And we have uh, devoted loads and loads of effort into that specific investigation. We've done investigative publicity, calling for the public's help. And so our folks are working very, very hard on that investigation. And those folks, those FBI agents, analysts, and professional staff, I have total confidence in them. And the other Twitter question we get a lot is did the FBI have undercover agents or paid informants or assets among the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th? Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, Brett, I can't really appropriately talk about when, where, and how we use confidential informants. Is it classified? Well, we have information that is uh, about any number of topics that is law enforcement sensitive, uh, but you should not read into my inability to answer a question because of my obligations as that is a clue or a hint in any way about how accurate your reader's um, tweet is. So just to be clear, and I say that as a joke, why haven't we found the January 6th bomber? Because the FBI is wonderful. That's his answer. Is it not? I mean, let me just sum that up. Everybody's great. Who's on the everybody's awesome. Despite the fact that there's surveillance cameras all over D.C., they could easily backtrack the guy to a car, a home, a cab, an Uber. He had to come from somewhere, right? The bomber or she? Right. They magically get him. There's no DNA, no nothing. It's just so strange. Now, that's the one case we can't solve. Yet grandma's in jail for walking in the Capitol on uh, January 6th. So bizarre. And then when he follows up and asks about undercovers involved in January 6th, he doesn't know anything about anything, despite the information not being classified. Great job. Thanks for clearing that up. Day one. The next president, this guy's got to go. Disgrace to the country. An embarrassment. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you would do us a small favor, I ask at the end of every show, sorry to bother you about it, but it's important. It helps us uh, stay on the charts. If you wouldn't mind subscribing to the podcast, it is absolutely free. We would really appreciate it. Please subscribe on Apple. Click that button. Um, Spotify. And then also on Rumble at rumble.com slash Bongino. And we have that live chat every day at 11 a.m. The show goes live on Rumble from now on. 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's an active live chat. We had almost 40,000 people on yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. So we really appreciate that. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Uh, just click that follow button while you're there. Thanks a lot. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.